Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Idea of Manhood, episode 17. It's your boy Mike Andrews, aka Five Mikes, aka the husband, father, educator, writer, MC. The microphone gives me wings, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Episode 17. I always act like it's a surprise that I'm back for another week <laughs> because honestly, you just never know. I'm happy to be here today. Um, so thank you all for tuning in. Absolutely. You already know, please, as I've been mentioning, I've been pushing, please go and, and visit iTunes and, and, and review the podcast. If you hate it, give it a one. If you love it, give it a five. Leave your comments. Let, let people know what you really feel about it. I really would appreciate that. Um, visit the website, The Idea of Manhood. Find me on Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. So this is episode 17. I'm going to try to do an abbreviated um, segment because I want to get to the main idea today. Of course, we're talking about Steve Harvey. We're talking about the Miss America situation. And we're talking about how do you make mistakes in 2015 when you're in a public forum? How do you like? How do you rebound? How do you recover as a man? How does how do you um, you know? How do you rebound from that? And was Mr. Harvey's response to the situation, was it warranted? Did he do a good job? What did he do? And talk about mistakes in the past that we've seen um, from other celebrities and and high-profile figures and and how they've handled it. So we have a lot to talk about. Um, I, I entitled this the Steve Harvey episode because anybody that knows me knows that I have been... A very harsh critic of Mr. Harvey. Uh, I, uh, you know, in in friend circles, I talked about him regularly. I, uh, you know, I I don't. I'm not a fan. To put it short, I'm not a fan. Um, for for a few reasons, and we'll get into that why. We'll get into why. I'm gonna let it all out, you know, um, and just be honest, you know, and 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 go from there. Um, but we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of good, good music out right now from a hip hop perspective, R&B perspective. Um, and then we have a quick I'm tired moment and then we'll go right into the main idea. So thanks for tuning in. You're tuned in. You're listening. You're at the edge of your seat. You're in your car. You're driving down the freeway. Um, and it's the holiday season, too. So it's going to be fun. Y'all be right back with I'm tired. Hold tight. Yo, and I'm back. Listen, so the I'm Tired segment today is really, it, all, this episode is going to be kind of fluid. And this, the I'm Tired episode, the I'm Tired segment kind of is parallel or, or, or will flow right into the main segment, right? And so I'm, yo, social media exposes the best and worst of people. Um, I'm, I'm just tired of, oh man, like. When everything happened with Steve Harvey last night, you know, you know, Twitter, Instagram, social media, Facebook is on fire. Like as soon as it happens, that's that's the beauty, the the gift and the curse of of it. Right. Like as soon as before we weren't even watching the show. Um, but before the show even finished, everybody's like, oh, my God, Steve Harvey, pound Steve Harvey. Oh, my God. Oh, hilarious. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Um, and so we get to see that unfold. And then the, the first thing that people start showing is the hate for Steve Harvey. Like, you know, 
It's coming from all over the place. People call him the N-word. People saying this. Oh, he's horrible. He's a horrible person. People bringing in. He's a misogynist. Oh, he shouldn't have been up there. No way. You know, he always talks down to women. He has this butt. Like, everybody's, like, compounding all the things that they don't like about Steve Harvey. A lot of things I don't like about Steve Harvey. But to me, it's like, yo, like. It, there's, <laughs> I don't even know. There's so many moments here within this gaff that were like lighthearted, and you know, before we even go into the mistake thing, like you know, he tried to come back and he misspelled Philippines and put Philippians like that. That's funny. Like there's so many light. It's Christmas time. Like that was a gift wrap joke box for us, and everybody goes to you know, bad mouth him. And then on the flip side, you got people caping for him. So for those that aren't in the hip hop uh, culture movement, caping, like, you know, like think of Superman, like trying to save him, like people caping for Steve Harvey. Like, I bet people don't know all the good things that he's done for the community. And, uh, oh man, he has a mentoring group. He mentors boys and he teaches boys how to tie tie like yo where's the issue like what (laughs) what are people are people mad are people happy are people sad frowning are people excited are people laughing i don't understand but it's like when these things happen these big momentous occasions in pop culture it's like everybody is trying to like get their stamp on what this issue is you know what i'm saying and and trying to spin it into whatever supports their agenda like whatever they're online for you know so you have educators like i'm a teacher and i make mistakes every day and that means steve hart you know and you got people that are event planners like i there should have been a better design on the car. Oh, then there's people that work with kids are like, but you don't understand all the work that Steve Harvey does. He doesn't deserve this. He handles it. And then there's the whole race issue. And then it's just all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, just, just let it simmer for a simmer down. Let it simmer a little bit, you know? So that night I didn't post anything. I was just reading and shaking my head. I was thumb scrolling and just like, yo, what are people going through right now? Are people crying about Steve Harvey? Like it was just too much. And so, um, you know, that's what I'm tired of. Like just people that you know, utilize their, their, it's their network, it's their account. They can soapbox all they want, but then, you know, here comes the judgment and here comes the, well, you know, this isn't funny or this is funny or I think this is And everybody just kind of like, you know, all over the place and not really responding in a thoughtful way. I don't think, I think people in general need to be a little bit more thoughtful. Then you have the whole race issue. Uh, like I mentioned, and that's, I'm not even going to address that. That's that's the low-hanging fruit. You knew that was coming. People were doing that before he made a mistake. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, calling him the N-word. Who cares? Whatever. They, whatever. You know, people were tweeting from Columbia where there's, you know, 2.3 million black people in Columbia. You call him, okay, whatever. Who cares? Well, that's the low-hanging fruit. But, you know, the race mongers, the, the race herders, I don't even know what the word you want to call it you know, the activists or the whoever, the pe- the race baiters are going to like, look at this. It's a travesty. 
America shows his ugly head again. Whatever. America's head's been ugly. Like, the head stays ugly. You know what I'm saying? So, pause. And, you know, it's it's not that serious. So, that's what I'm tired of. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be right back with the Hip Hop Minute. And then we'll go right in. Hold tight. Listen, and we're back. So, hip-hop minute. I'm going to try to make this as close to a minute as possible. There's only one thing hip-hop that needs to be discussed right now. Um, There's really only one thing in hip-hop that needs to be discussed right now, and that is the Pusha T album, okay? Uh, Dang, I can't even remember what the name of the album is. I got to look through it while I'm talking. Um, But listen, uh, Pusha T dropped an album on Friday the 18th. Um, and in my mind, upon first listen of this album, uh, now I will say that I have been known in the past to, uh, get a little too hyped up when I first hear album. I I get excited. Like I still have that anticipation when I hear new albums, like, Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Did I hear it? I'm like, Oh my God, it was crazy. You know, regardless of what the album is, I do that a lot. Okay. People tell you that. Um, but I listened to this album and I didn't really have that reaction. My reaction was like, oh, snap. Like my reaction was like, I listened to the album was just dumbfounded by how everything came together. The title of the album is, um, King Push Darkest Before Dawn, right? So this is really a prequel. A 10-song short album prequel to his real album called King Push that comes out in April. Now, shout out to the whole 757 area. Pusha, yo, held the whole hip-hop game down with this album. The most impressive collection of work I've heard from him easily. Um, And... Even with the big albums of the year, like To Pimp a Butterfly, even with um, If You're Reading This Is Too Late, even with um, the joint, the, the dual album, even with all these great albums that came out this year, this to me is my favorite album. Um, it's my favorite album because first, I mean, dude is a lyricist, so you're getting bars, you're getting lyrics, you're getting metaphors, you're getting wit. You're getting intelligence with his rhymes. Production? Yo. The production on this album is like, man, it, it it's unique, but it still has that very familiar, traditional boom bap hip hop sound. It has some different beats that Timbaland gave you. Of course, everyone's heard the untouchable Timbaland produced track with the Biggie sample. Um, he's got a song in there called Crutches, Crosses, and Caskets, which is just stupid, produced by Puffy. Uh, the album is also executive produced by Puffy. Um, so it just has an amazing feel to it, and it's so fresh and refreshing. Um, it just gave me a little hope because, you know, even me, I've been talking about on this show Fetty Wap, and I've been talking about you know whoever, all these other MCs that have been dropping, and that's good. But is 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 refreshing to see that lyrical MCs are still here; they're not going anywhere, 
and they're strong. He came out so brash and so like, this is my album from the intro. Boom. Like it just hits you. So I encourage all of you to go and listen to this album right now. Download it. It's it, it's one of those albums where you can ride to. You can work out to it. You can run to it. You can have it on in the house, the clean version for the kids. Um, but it's just that type. You can listen to it at work. It's just that type of album. So that's the hip hop minute. I'm not talking about nothing else. Um, until 2016 see what happens over Christmas I know there's going to be some mixtapes coming out but right now push a T that's it I'll be right back uh, with the main segment peace Mr. Harvey Calling Steve Harvey, calling Steve Harvey to the floor. (laughs) Y'all might not know that if you are not familiar with the uh, black sorority system, whenever there's a large event and they want all the Deltas or AKs or whatever to come up to the front, they'll call. Uh, I think that's actually, that's the Delta one calling all Deltas to the front. Anyhow, I digress. Um... Steve Harvey, listen, man, listen, 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 Linda, Linda. So look, I I have been very vocally critical about Steve Harvey for a lot of different reasons. Um, I never, before I even knew a lot about Steve Harvey, before, you know, I started podcasting or before I started hosting, I do hosting events too, small ones, nowhere near the size of the the MGM Grand or, you know, the Miss Universe pageant or before I started doing anything, like, I've always known who Steve Harvey was and I think he is extremely talented. So here's the thing with me, like, if I hate on something or if I don't like something, I'm going to give you very specific reason. There are a couple people where I just hate on and I don't really have a good reason. One of those people is Keanu Reeves. I don't like Keanu Reeves. I don't know why. I know it has something to do with the fact that he messed up probably one of my favorite movies, The Devil's Advocate. Great movie. Al Pacino, amazing, good cast, Charlize Theron, and and he almost single-handedly ruined that entire movie, and I never forgave him for that. So I hate him regardless of whatever he does. Don't like The Matrix, never seen it because I hate him. That is hate. Um, With Steve Harvey, I really don't like some of the things that he does and what he represents. And so um, he started his morning show on the air and I would tune in because it was funny. He's a funny comedian. Like he is the type of comedian that disarms you and he has a talent with that that is unbelievable and i really think there's nobody else like steve harvey in terms of he can go into any room and immediately make people feel somewhat comfortable at least to hear what he has to say and he makes people feel as if he's an expert in whatever he's talking about that's a talent like the please don't so what I was starting, the point I was starting is like, if, if, if I don't like something, I'm going to give you a reason. But if that person is talented or does something well, I'm also going to give them props. I'm just not, not just going to hate everything they do just because. Keanu Reeves and the Redskins are the only two things that I hate regardless of how good they are. Anyhow, 
So Steve Harvey had his radio show, and I would tune in. It was funny. He had the Strawberry Letter. He had this and that. And um, you know, as a young, this is me when I was younger, this in my twenties, you know, or maybe early thirties, late twenties. And I would listen, and I would be like, you know, it was something about the way that he addressed young men and young women, but really young men that just didn't really, it, it seemed like he was being a little dismissive or talking down or, and something about his connection or lack thereof with the hip hop generation, the hip hop movement. He always seemed to never really give credit to where credit is due. He never really seemed to embrace um, the, the, the differences between his generation and our generation and the generation after ours so he just seemed a little disconnected to me and i never liked that like there if there's anything that grates on my nerves is that when older people discredit the experiences of younger people younger generations he did that all the time and i just like yo you're not you're not this whatever he's saying is not for me because you're, you're talking to dudes that are 50 and over only people that are from, you know, North Carolina and South, uh, South of North Carolina. You're only talking to people, you know, who fit a certain demographic. And I recognized early on that I'm not a part of his demographic. Cool. Um, so I didn't like that. Uh, I didn't like, uh, of course, when he came out with his think like a man, you know, act like a woman, think like whatever, whatever the hell. I didn't like the approach that. I didn't like the approach that he took with the book. I'm going to be right up front and tell you, honestly, I didn't read all of the book. I read some of the book and some of the book that I read, I did not like. Um, I also just in generally, I, in general, I don't like when people blindly follow something that I think, my own opinion, is misleading and is not healthy. Um, and I think some of the advice that he was really giving women was unhealthy. And I didn't think that he really had the credibility uh, to be delivering this kind of message. Um, and I just, you know, I just saw how people were blindly, well, Steve said that, you know, I can't do this for this many days. And I, you know, I'm gonna, you know, and I, I just generally don't like, and on top of that, I don't like any forms of media that pit men against women. So I think, you know, from a relationship perspective, I don't like that, uh, you know, this, that, that, this thought that men and women always have to be at odds or that, you know, men have some certain answers and women don't have them and women have to go to men to find it or they have to act like men to do certain things. I don't like that. Like, you know, before I had a daughter, before any of that, like, I just don't like that. I don't think it's healthy and I don't think it's the way that relationships last and grow and flourish and all that stuff. So those are my real, those are official beefs. I think what he does with the boys, his mentoring program is amazing. I think he's an amazing comedian i think he's great at family feud i think he's so so on his talk show because you know nbc and all these different platforms have given steve this platform to be like this expert and speaking on behalf of black men I, that's the way i see it and he comes off as kind of like 
everybody's, you know, cool, hip grandfather. And you got to listen to everything he says and nothing he says is wrong. And um, so he has this talk show where he's talking to people that are in marriages that are failing and talking with, of course, wives or husbands trying to get their wives back or wives trying to, you know, keep things entertaining and, you know, and 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 giving advice from from what perspective i guess just as a man that's lived life but you know i just i just i'm always worried about the platform because people see him and they're like oh that's what steve said it's right it's right and i just don't like that kind of stuff so with all that said um the the fallout from yesterday's Situation where if you haven't, if you've been lived on the rock for the past 24 hours, Steve Harvey, hold, let's, so let's go down by, let's go, let's go down one by one, event by event, you know, and, and see if we can get to the crux and the core of what is really, what is really going on here, the Steve Harvey thing, right? What is really hood? Um, Steve was asked to host the Miss Universe pageant. Why? 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 He's a great host. Um, he is very good on Family Feud. Uh, Family Feud is a recorded show. Um, he's great on the air. On the air, it's live, you know. Um, maybe there's not as much at stake on the air. Who knows? But uh, if I understand correctly, I, I haven't seen much of it, but Steve Harvey and Niecy Nash were the hosts of the Miss Universe pageant. Oh, those wouldn't be the two people that I would put together to host this kind of event. I don't know. Again, for those that don't know, I host events. Like, I've done, you know, little things here and there, little shows here and there, fashion shows, parties, you know, step shows, that kind of thing. I've hosted, I've done it, I do it, I love it, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, but I, I don't know. It just didn't seem to match to me. Okay. Okay. He's a fantastic dresser-ish when he wants to be. Um, and they called on him to do that. All right. So he did that. Uh, he hosted the show with Niecy Nash. I don't know how it went. I'm assuming he did a great job because he usually does. Um, he made the mistake. The mistake. Y'all remember that show that came on NBC called The Slap? And the whole show was predicated on one character that slapped the son of another character. Anyhow, um, the mistake, right? So he made a mistake. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going to cape for Steve Harvey for 35 seconds. Listen, I've hosted, like I said, many shows, been on stage in front of thousands of people, hundreds, maybe, maybe a thousand or so people. And when you're up on stage... There, there has to be a medical term for it. I'm sure one of my doctor friends will help me out. But there's a medical term that has to mean like when you're on stage, there's a there's a certain level of adrenaline. Like there's adrenaline like when you're performing. Like I've, you know, step shows and this and that. I've done things on stage. But when you're hosting and you have to like keep the situation going and they might be telling you stretch stretch hurry up quick 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 get this one oh this change you know when you're on that type of platform it is live tv in front of however many millions of people i can't fathom that kind of pressure and stress you know steve is built for it he's good for it um but i tell you what i do not envy 
that type of mistake, that that type of platform. Um, but he's built for it. And honestly, he should not have made the mistake. But then again, that's why it's called a mistake. He made a mistake, people. He made a mistake, right? But when you make a mistake, people can laugh. Like, it's, that's the whole point of the media mis- being a mistake. It's, it's something that's out of the norm. It's something that, like, you know, is not supposed to happen. Like, it's something, something went wrong. What's going on? And he made a mistake. Um, he noticed the mistake. And on air, in the moment, relatively, you know, the woman had to take off the crown and give it to the other person. That's a little awkward. But when you're talking about a live show, that's probably the worst thing can happen. Worst that can happen because of the type of show it is. Um, but the mistake that he made was, I mean, he's reading from a cue card. People that host shows read things from cue cards wrong all the time, destroying names, you know, saying the wrong thing, leading into the wrong song or coming back from the commercial. It happens all the time. You know, it's just that the the colossal error and the timing of his mistake just was just poor. Just, you know, you just can't get around that. Um so, of course, people are going to fry him, as people should. People are going to fry him for that, as they should. If anybody made that kind of mistake, uh, hell, I mean, people have made mistakes on people's transcripts that have cost them jobs or that have cost them other opportunities or that allowed them or that, that prevented them from registering for class. I mean, there's definitely bigger mistakes that have happened. Doctors have made mistakes that have lost people's lives that, you know, cops have made mistakes that have killed people. So in the grand scheme of things, I saw a lot of the conversation was this is no big deal in the grand scheme of things. This is not life or death, blah, blah, blah. It's not life or death, but for the people in that situation, it is a big deal. So we have to acknowledge that, look at it head on, and boom. All right, he, in the moment, he fixed the mistake. He apologized on, on the stage. I'm sorry. The first runner up is Colombia. The winner is Philippines. The look got me the, the Philippines, right? So, um, that happened. Twitter crushed them, Facebook, Instagram, memes everywhere. The best part of this whole situation were the memes that came from this. And so, my man Steve Harvey made his mistake on air, you know, acknowledged it, and then held a quick press conference afterwards that he put together on his own where he invited member of the media to come in and he just I saw the 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 the, the press conference and he said, Yo, my bad. Everybody just take a couple steps back, you know, he's like trying to like the way that he handled it was so professional and I love the fact that so you see I'm giving props, right? So this isn't about bashing Steve Harvey. Everybody thought they were going to come here and want to bash Steve Harvey for 45 minutes. I'm not. I'm giving him props. Because as a man, when you make a mistake, there's really only one way to handle it. There's really no... You can't, like... Think of Kobe Bryant. Shout out to Kobe. Like, I know him. No, I don't. Um, But shout... Like, think about Kobe Bryant and his situation with his wife and the girl and the hotel. Think about... 
whoever. Like, think of the countless men that have had to come in front of some camera. And women. Think of, of your girl, uh, Paula Dean, the racist chef. Like, think of her. Think of all of the people that have had to come. Bill Clinton. After the situation has already happened, I'm talking days, months, years after it's happened, to apologize. You know what I'm saying? Um, they always come back and they're sitting in a chair and they got their head down, you know, thinking Kobe had his mouth puckered up like he was sucking on a lemon. And he was like, you know, mm, uh, you know, saw, you know. And just like his whole demeanor was like, not only am I sorry, but I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, sorry and tired and whack and feeble. And, you know, Steve Harvey stood on the stage. He stood on the stage and was like, yo, look, my bad. Basically, he was like, my bad. Like, my biggest bad. The biggest bad you can imagine. He was like, look, everybody, let's take a couple steps back. You know, tomorrow, after the dust settles, we're all going to be okay. I apologize to the woman. They're fine. You know, I made a mistake. And there was one reporter that was kind of egging him on a little bit. That was trying to like, you know, not antagonize him, but he's probably from Columbia. He's probably in his feelings. And Steve was like, hey, 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 hold on now. You're not going to talk to me like that. You need to calm down. You know, um, I'm a man. So we're going to talk like men. And we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And I just appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? He he said what he said. He did what he did. He came up. He apologized. Like a man. Like, there has to be room in all of our lives to make mistakes. If you're in a place in your life where, uh, you know, there, there was a time. I, I always talk, think about it. There was a time where, as a dad, you know, we... As, as new dads, right, everybody, all parents have certain responsibilities that they have, right? Um, but as a dad, when you make a mistake, because so many people are expecting you to fail, when you make a mistake, to me, it's heightened. And the ramifications of your mistake are elevated. And so... My theory has always been like, you know, dad's like, you know, dad can spill over, you know, mom can spill over a, a thing of milk, you know, some formula on the floor. Oh, it's just mom. She's tired. She's overworked. You know, she's been up for eight days straight. Uh, nobody helps her. It's just, you know, moms are, have to do it all. And she just caught an L and that's it. You know, dad's knock over the same carton of milk. He was like, how, how could you? You need to be more careful. You need to be more responsible. Like, you need to do this. You need to do that. And it's always you need it. And so, in my opinion, what I've seen is that a lot of dads that were at one time very intentional, very forward, very forward thinking about helping with certain things, whether around the house or with the kids or, you know, pertaining to, you know, you know, helping the family move in a certain direction, a lot of dads take the back seat with that because they're paralyzed by the fear of making a mistake, right? They don't want to make a mistake and then their kid's arm gets broken or they don't want to like put the wrong thing in their daughter's hair and then it's a catastrophe. They don't want to like, you know, send their kid to school in the wrong shoes and, you know, 
everybody flips out about it. So what you see is dad's taking that like, no, you do it. You do it. No, you got it. Just let me know what I got to do. Like, don't you hear that from dads all the time? Just let me know. Just let me know what I got to do. And, you know, I'll do it. You know, dads are good executioners. But when it comes to certain things in the household, especially with the kids, they might not take that forward, you know, extra effort in, in, in being upfront and forward with things because they've been battered by mistakes that they've made in the past. So I bring that around full circle to say that, you know, you're in a when Steve was in the situation where he's probably made many mistakes before and he came up and he addressed it and he handled it and men we could learn from this situation yes it will continue to always be funny I will always use the meme where it says congratulations it's Friday but really it's Monday and the Steve Harvey's face in the background. That will always be funny. I will still make fun of him as a result of it. But please know that the way that he's handled it. Okay. The way that he's handled it. So after the situation, he goes online and excuse me, I'm taking a sip of water. He goes online in his attempt at being swift in his attempt at being hip and addressing the most people that he can at one time, he goes online and sends the tweet. He sends the tweet that says, I'm sorry to Columbia and the Philippians. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the book of the Bible, Philippians. That's not where the Philippines are located. Uh, he just made a mistake, probably an auto error on his phone, auto spell. Um, probably didn't know how to spell Philippines. I don't know. Either way, it was funny. And so, you know, in this attempt, like he's trying to fix it. He's trying to do whatever. Can you imagine what's going through his mind at that time? Could you imagine like what you must be feeling to know that the world is roasting you and that on live TV, this is going to be your legacy for good. Like this is going to be a part of his legacy. You know what I mean? When people from now on talk about Steve Harvey, they're going to talk about Def Comedy Jam. They might talk about the Steve Harvey show. They'll definitely talk about Family Feud. Um, some black people remember when he used to host Showtime at the Apollo and he had a box and a mustache. Like People remember that. People remember the Steve Harvey suits and they will remember this. So imagine your legacy that he's clearly tried very hard to manicure and, and keep presentable is kind of a little stain on it. It's a chip on that. It's a little, you know, it's a little asterisk. And this was a dude that messed up the Miss Universe pageant. Um, and to me, that's human. That's okay. So I like this because it humanized Steve Harvey to me, where he sometimes seems so... Just so not, nah, he seemed above perfection. Like he seemed above mistakes. Like he was on that level. He was always so clean cut, always so perfect. And he presented that perfect mentality and that perfect, you know, lifestyle. And this is what I do. And you need to do like I do. And you need to wear this suit like I wear it. And if you're not wearing a suit, like I'm wearing it, then you ain't doing it. Like, like that's the kind of it kind of has a it, it kind. Of, there was a while there, there was a while there, where Harvey and Cosby 
we're speaking the same language. Y'all don't remember that though. It happened like maybe eight, ten years ago, where Cosby was going out and talking to all you know little groups of black folks, and he was telling what y'all need to do is do this thing. Y'all need to come out and you know pull your pants up. You know this was Cosby, and and Harvey took on that same uh, that same message, and that's why I didn't like both of them. That's the same reason to this day I don't really mess with Bill Cosby like that. Never had really um, once he started speaking up about you know the younger generations. But anyhow, there's a lot we can learn from the situation, folks, um, and it's not ultimately like I've seen many times written today. It is that serious, but it's not that serious. You know what I mean? It is what it is. It is like the moment was so much smaller than the runoff. You know what I'm saying? Like the moment was so much smaller than the runoff. And I, what I like to do, I'm an educator. This is the educator in me, right? And so I just really don't like like responding to that first uh, what's the word? Impulse? Is that what it is? Or the first um, spark? Or There's a word for it. I can't think of what it is. But that first, you know, sensory thing that happens that everybody responds to, I can't respond to that. Because usually, again, that's the low-lying fruit. That's the easy stuff at first. But you really got to see what happens and how things shape themselves people are so quick trying to be the first one to make a meme or to say this comment to that that they oftentimes get in the way of their own logic not thinking like not you know just just saying things that are frivolous and that don't have any meaning and so i'm of the thought that you know just sit back watch what happens you know see it unfold and then make a statement about what you've seen so that's why you know, I could have hopped on the podcast last night. I made an episode, but um, I wanted to do this today um, just to give it some time and to really think, what what do I think of Steve Harvey? And this was my, this is the most honest assessment, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly of Mr. Steve. Ultimately, in the way that he handled this, I think we can learn a lot from, from how he handled it. He, he was sorry, but he wasn't sorry. Um, sorry, not sorry. Um, so yep, ladies and gentlemen, that is the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Um, this is the episode number what 17? Episode number 17, the idea of manhood. It's your fearless and frivolous host. That's the wrong word, wrong adjective. I don't know why I use frivolous, but um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. And I'll holler at y'all next time. If I don't, I'm going to try to come up here before New Year's. New Year's is my favorite holiday. I'm going to try to come up here before New Year's. But if I don't, everybody have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah for all the folks who celebrate Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, everything. Just be blessed. Be safe out there. Um, don't eat and drink too much. Um, and, and enjoy your family. Um, and be connected, be intentional, be with your people, get energy from the people around you. If the people around you are giving you the energy that you need or want, remove yourself from that environment. Don't wait for them to remove themselves. You remove yourself. Be proactive in that. All right, y'all. Y'all have a good night, and I'll holler at y'all next time. Peace.